Welcome into today's Illini in the Bracket podcast for February 28th, 2024. Your quick daily podcast on everything going on today in Illini Bracketology, including fallout from recent games, where the Illini stand right now, and which of today's games should be on your radar. Let's get into it. I identified seven games yesterday as games of interest for Illini fans, and unfortunately we went two and five in those games. Let's get started with the good results. First, Indiana beat Wisconsin and Bloomington. Wisconsin had owned Indiana. Indiana finds a way to squeak it out. I'm not at all sad to see Wisconsin in free fall ahead of hosting Illinois. If Illinois is able to get a victory on Saturday in Madison, I think that we can forget about thinking about Wisconsin for a while as far as the bracket goes. Moving on. BYU went into Fog Allen and beat Kansas. I identified this as a good result in the hopes that Illinois could pass Kansas and also just acknowledging that, you know, moving around on the four or five, I don't really care about. What I want to do is move into a three seed or better. So for moving into a three seed, we need to surpass some of the teams already there, such as Kansas, which will be difficult. Kansas will have to drop some more games. So this is like the first step in that, but also this victory by BYU in Fog Allen pushes BYU up into the conversation with Illinois, so it also adds another competitor. So that part is not great, but we'll we'll have to see how things shake out going forward. There were several bad results, including teams that avoided bad losses. Dayton beat Davidson, San Diego State and Utah State both won their games. Those all would have been bad losses for those teams, and instead they picked up victories. I think all three of those teams uh, are currently behind Illinois. San Diego State's the only one that's a little iffy. Um, they're they're right there next to them, uh, one way or the other. Also, Clemson was able to beat Pitt. They continue to have a solid resume. Clemson, another team kind of right there with San Diego State. It's, now pulled ahead of Wisconsin, I would say, kind of right there on that 4-5 line. And unfortunately, Kentucky was able to win over Mississippi State. This was a great finish. Reed Shepard hit the virtual buzzer beater there at the end to stop the game from what it would have gone into overtime had he missed that shot. But instead, Kentucky gets yet another quad one win. So on the bracket reveal show, you know, Kentucky had not even been mentioned in the top top four seeds and wasn't mentioned also by the committee chair as a team also being considered. Since then, they've won three quad one games. Uh, last night against Mississippi State was a quad one game, and their games against Alabama and Auburn are, are high quad one games. They did have the quad two loss at LSU in there, but I, I have to think that they've jumped Illinois going forward. Well, let's move on. To where where we are right now so bracket matrix hasn't been updated and usually it lags a bit behind adjusting to results anyway but Illinois is still the last four seed and I think that's about right as I just discussed since the top four seed reveal Kentucky has probably passed Illinois Creighton also probably passed Illinois with that big victory over Yukon possibly Illinois has passed San Diego State they're I think they're kind of neck and neck 
So they're right on that last four, first five line in my mind, which is, you know, I'll take it considering where Illinois used to be many years ago, but right now that's not what I'm looking for. I would love the three seed. Also now, as mentioned, BYU is in the mix. And I'm trying to think of what other teams are kind of getting themselves in the mix. Wisconsin's kind of playing themselves out. Dayton is still hanging around. And I think those are the main contenders besides what we've talked about uh, already. Bottom line is that Illinois does not have a great resume at the top. Their best wins are, I would say, a home game against Michigan State and the neutral against Florida Atlantic. Neither of those games is looking, you know, spectacular at the moment. They have road wins at Maryland and Ohio State. I mean, those are their best road wins. They'll they'll have chances to add to that coming up, but Right now, really, the only game, especially with Wisconsin and Freefall, the only game that is going to get anyone's attention would be beating Purdue. That would be that would be a great headline win for their resume, and we'll see what happens there in a week. But for right now, just the top of Illinois' resume looks ugly. The, the middle part and the bottom, those are fine, but the top just doesn't have anything that looks... Super exciting. It's it's pretty bland, which is four seed recipe. Let's get to the games to keep an eye on for tonight. At 6 p.m., we have Auburn at Tennessee on ESPN2. Auburn is currently projected as around a three seed. Uh, Tennessee is projected as two, kind of in the in the hunt for that last number one spot. Um, we're definitely rooting for Tennessee to beat Auburn. Again, a, a loss here by Auburn isn't going to really hurt them, but a win would, you know, this is a direct result. They can compare to Illinois. Auburn would have gone into Tennessee and won. Illinois obviously went into Tennessee in December and got beat. So this game, 6 p.m., ESPN2, we're rooting for Tennessee. Also at 6 p.m., this time on ACC Network, Louisville at Duke. I don't have much hope for Louisville to win at Cameron Indoor. I think Duke is a 20-plus point favorite in this one. But you never know. College basketball, crazy things happen. Maybe Sky Clark goes crazy. So we're rooting big time for Louisville to beat Duke. That would put a bad loss on Duke's resume and perhaps move them back to the four seed conversation so let's let's get duke out of there at 7 p.m we've got oklahoma taking on iowa state this is another big 12 game on espn plus iowa state again is is one of these teams around the three seed three four seed line oklahoma is 40th in the net so a loss here at home i think would be a quad two loss for Iowa State. Iowa State's been terrific at home. I expect them to win this game at home, but who knows what happens. So we're rooting for Oklahoma there, trying to catch up to Iowa State a little bit. Also at 7 on the SEC Network, we have South Carolina at Texas A&M. South Carolina is projected, you know, several slots below Illinois right now, but I think this game at Texas A&M would be a quad one 
game. South Carolina still only has five losses. Yeah, they racked up a lot of a lot of wins against the lower part of their resume. They do have a win against Tennessee, which is, again, way better than anything Illinois has. Let's just get rid of South Carolina if they can. They are not great in the metrics. They're down around in the 40s, I think, in Ken Palm. So hopefully they start playing more to their ratings. They do, of course, have Benjamin Bossman's Verdonk on their team, and I will personally root for him, but let's... Let's hope for a loss for South Carolina. At 8 p.m., first, we've all obviously got Minnesota and Illinois on Big Ten Network. We'll talk about that more in a bit. We've also got Seton Hall at Creighton on FS1. Again, Creighton, I think, has leaped over Illinois with their win against UConn. They're playing at home again here against Seton Hall, but Seton Hall is a team that certainly has the capability of beating Creighton, even on the road. So we're going to root that Creighton has an off night from three and maybe Seton Hall can knock him off here on FS1 and that would hopefully put Illinois back in front of Creighton. Also at 8 p.m., Alabama at Mississippi on ESPN2. Alabama right now cruising in that three-seed range. They might even be the top three-seed on the bracket matrix a loss at Mississippi. Mississippi is right around 75 in the net. So I think it's it would be right around a quad two, quad one game for Alabama. We're going to go ahead and root for Mississippi here. Mississippi has got a great record, but not a sparkling resume. I think they're kind of a considered a bubble team right now. We're definitely rooting for Alabama to take on another loss. And at 9 p.m., Arizona at Arizona State. I don't expect Illinois to be able to overtake Arizona, but there's no harm in rooting for Arizona State here. So go ahead, go Arizona State. Maybe Arizona collapses and and Illinois can somehow move past them when everything shakes out in a couple weeks here. Let's move on to the Illinois game preview. Minnesota... Not actually that bad this year. Since February 1st, Minnesota is 35th in Torovic, while Illinois is 24th. So that's a pretty slight difference. Illinois does have the home court advantage, but I think right now Illinois is an 11-point favorite, and that feels a touch high given how these teams have been playing recently. Both teams have been fouling a lot and also getting fouled a lot. So expect a lot of free throws in this one. That's probably a good thing as long as you're the home team because Illinois has done well shooting free throws at home and getting good players on the line. And I think they've gotten a number of favorable calls at home. So hopefully Illinois is able to get the better end of that deal. Illinois is certainly better than Minnesota at rebounding even recently. So that's an area where the Illini could have the advantage. Minnesota has been shooting a great three ball recently. They've had a really solid run of offensive play up until the Nebraska game, which was their last game. They just got smoked against Nebraska. Nebraska jumped all over them, didn't let them them up. That's probably the worst game that Minnesota has played since early, early in the season when they were still figuring it out. I think this will give us a better idea of what to expect from Illinois going forward. Is Illinois going to have more bite defensively? People are kind of mixed on the, I think, result against Iowa. There was some better defense, but they were still 
kind of too many lapses. And yes, Iowa can make shots, but but they were you know they missed they messed screwed up another out of bounds play. Uh, I don't know how this keeps happening. So let's wait and see. I think this game will really give us a good uh, idea what to expect after this game. I'll, I'll feel more confident either way. Whether if Illinois doesn't get their act to get together defensively, I'll kind of feel like you know it's just not going to happen for them this year. If they're able to start figuring things out more, then then maybe I'll have some confidence they can round into the type of team that we're all hoping that they can become heading into March. I'm going to go ahead and predict an 86. 86- 280 victory for the Illini, which I will take, but I am definitely hoping for a larger victory. One more note to add, Minnesota is, I think, 77th or 78th in the net. So as of right now, this is a Q3 game, although if Illinois manages to lose it, I expect Minnesota to move up actually into Q2, but just don't mess around. Don't lose it. Keep them in Q3. That's fine. Illinois will have multiple Q1 opportunities coming up in the next week and a half. That's all for today. Thank you for listening to Illini in the Bracket. Please give us a quick five-star review if you like what I'm doing here. I'm very appreciative of it. And we'll be back tomorrow with another episode.